0: welcome to the Yet We Thrive podcast. We're your hosts, Jessica and Lindsay. Even though we are all part of this club that we never intended to sign up for, we're so glad you're here. We are a community for women who have lost babies or have struggled to get pregnant. And we're here to help you thrive even in the midst of these impossible circumstances. So join us as we show you practical and sometimes unconventional ways every week for how to thrive in this one crazy life. Welcome back to we Thrive Podcast. This is episode 86, and today we have Katie Stern from the Little Fox Toby's Foundation. But before we begin, something that's frustrating us and something that's bringing us joy. So, Katie, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I would say from
1: a frustration perspective, um, for me, particularly this week, is just um, dealing with... Um, grief year after year after year. Mm. Um this week is actually the anniversary of Toby's death mm. and it's Sorry. six years. And um I even though I know that this is something that I will deal with for the rest of my life, mm. um the frustration is still there because of how much pain is there. And yeah. so um that's a frustrating for me this week. Um, I will say the, the joy part of it is just um, seeing the community um, around mm-hmm. us, both family and friends and those that have come to our path um, through this journey in oh, six yeah. years. And knowing that um, they're here because mm-hmm. Toby is not, um, but there are really special things about that. And Mm so, um, for me, I just try to try to lean into that, um, Mm -hmm. and and take as much from it to help, um, Mm -hmm. me with everything, um,
2: particularly this week. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a good joy. Yeah. Hard
0: frustration. Good joy. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jess? Um, well, frustration is my eight year old broke his arm. Over the weekend. And so this is the second time, but different arm. He broke his Ooh. other arm two years ago. So um, uh, as soon as it happened, I knew he broke it. And Ugh. I was like, and eh, here oh, we go. Here it is. So, um, and it was just the icing on the cake that the weekend. There's all kinds of stuff, but still that happened. But the joy is he's just in good spirits. Aww. Like here I am with a poor attitude and he's like goofing off in the waiting room, putting the mask over his eyes. And like, he's just like Aww. his dad, like any stressful situation, he's making everyone laugh. So what a he kid. brings me joy even when he breaks his arm. Yes. <laughs> and so, good old yeah. What about you, Lindsay?
2: Um, well, my frustration is, um, like a month ago we had to put down our dog of 12 years. Um, I know it's so hard. We didn't realize how ingrained he was in our lives Mm -hmm. until we lost, like we knew it would be really hard, but we didn't realize quite how hard it was going to be. Um, so that's been really frustrating. Just like learning how to cope without him, (laughs) you know, it's Mm -hmm. just been really hard and it's been really hard on the kids and my four year old has been acting out a ton since we lost him. And I was trying to figure out like, why is he just acting out so much until one day I finally was like, Fletcher, are you feeling frustrated? And he goes, no, I'm mad. I said, well, what are you mad about? What's making you mad? And he goes, I miss Watson. He was my best buddy and now uh, he's gone. And I was like, uh, oh my gosh, no wonder yeah. you're acting out. Cause you feel so sad and you just don't know how to deal with it. You're yeah. four. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, it's hard for me to deal yeah. with it. And I have a lot better coping mechanisms <laughs> than you, and I'm still having a hard time. So that's just been, like, frustrating, just mm-hmm. all of us learning how to deal with that. Uh, but what's bringing me joy is we, we picked up a stray kitten at a farm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to take you home. Yep.
2: We're just going to take you. It was, like, the week after we lost Watson, we named her Noodles because that's what Fletcher has been playing. He's a cat named Noodles for the last year. Aww. So uh, he named the cat Noodles, and um, she lives in our garage because we have allergies in our house, but she lives in the garage. We let her outside. She loves it. She's very happy. So she's making us really happy. She brings us a ton of joy. So that's been really fun to just,
0: that's fun.
2: Have cats in her garage. We love it. It's awesome. So, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Katie. Um, it's such a joy to be able to have you and an honor to be able to share your story. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do?
1: Yeah, so um I am a mom of 3. Um Lucas is our oldest. He will be 8 in a couple weeks and uh Toby would be 6 and we had um Zeke Our youngest, um, who will be four in November, he was born two years after Toby died. So um, I'm a mom of three, and I'm a wife. Um, My husband, Dan, um, and I work um, full-time, and I actually own my own business. I own a marketing consulting firm that caters to, um, construction and architecture firms. That's, um, the specific sector that I work in. And I've been in that sector all of my professional career and we have, um, our nonprofit, which we both run on the side. So, um, we've got all of that going on. So you're Um, busy. Yeah, (laughs) a little bit, but, uh, we enjoy each piece of that and, Um, we're very thankful that our boys are a part of the Mm -hmm. foundation as well. Um, and what happens with it and what we do and who we help. And so, um, it's just really special to have them be a part of that, Mm. that as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the nonprofit?
1: Sure. Mm -hmm. So we started the nonprofit in, uh, 2017, We weren't really sure what the intention um, specific mission was. We just Mm -hmm. knew we wanted to do something in Toby's memory. Mm -hmm. And um, so we started on this journey to figure out uh, what we could do and who we could help. And we came across uh, this company called Owlette. And they are a technology company based out of Utah. And they have created um, this piece of technology that is a baby monitor. It goes on baby's foot and uh, monitors sleeping patterns. It monitors their heart rate and their oxygen levels, um, as well as assist as they continue to grow from infancy. Um, And so we, at that point in time, we had an intention of donating just one monitor in Toby's memory. Mm. And we started with one and that sort of just developed into this whole concept of who we could help. Mm. And um, not only locally here to Pittsburgh, but for families across the country. And so in conjunction with that came us speaking about The education and the importance of safe sleep practices Mm. for infants. And um, that had really been an eye opening journey for us because we didn't realize how many people, how many new parents, how many expecting parents uh, just didn't think about that bringing Mm. an infant home. And um, so it has been. An educational um experience for us mm-hmm. as well because uh there are, you know, people have different conceptions of like what you should do and where baby should sleep and what should be with them and what shouldn't be with them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's really um just important to continue to talk about that so that people understand and so that people know, um, as soon as you come home from the hospital, this is you know, baby should be alone on their back in their own sleeping, um, safe sleep area, and um, there should be nothing in the crib, and you should be practicing practicing this every time you put baby down, um, and that means nap time, bedtime, anytime. If they're just resting, you need a break, baby needs a break, this is where they should be. Um, and so that's just been really, really important. And we found that um, a lot of people just don't understand that. So when they hear us talk about it, we feel like, you know, we're, we're, we're making progress. We're making strides so that people understand that. And um, the other piece of our nonprofit, which is really starting to flourish, I think, is uh, us being a resource for, parents that are grieving, no matter if your child has died most recently, Mm -hmm. or just like us, you're 6, 10, 15 years on this journey, uh, providing grief resources and sharing with others um, places that offer grief support. Um, Maybe there are retreats available. What are they? And just making sure that these tools and resources are out there Mm -hmm. because we couldn't find that when we lost somebody. And so that's really important to us. uh, And so that's something that we are focusing uh, really on right now. That's great. That's
2: awesome. Um, So can you tell us where your story begins?
1: Yeah. So um, Toby was born uh, May 27th, 2016 and he was, um, pregnancy was a perfect pregnancy. Um, I had him via C-section because I am a type one diabetic. So my, Mm. all my pregnancies with all my boys were high risk. Um, but fortunately everyone was fine, um, through all three of them. And, um, Toby was a happy baby, happy, healthy, flourishing, um, And we went through the summer. My husband is, is in education. So he was off for the summer with me when I was on maternity leave. So we spent that summer with, with Luke and with Toby and um, doing the things that you would do as a, a young family and enjoying all of those things. And so um, the beginning of August started, and um, I prepared to go back to work from maternity leave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, my husband went back to school um, because school is starting here in Pennsylvania. And um, we just got back into routine, just as you normally would. Boys went to um, the sitters, and and we went to work. So uh, August twenty fourth came and we you know regular morning crazy household trying to get us ready babies ready everybody out the door and on time um for work and i took the boys um over to the sitters just as i normally did and dropped them off and um it was just a regular morning you know i I remember distinctly saying to luke who was nearly two um be good you know, I love you. I'll see you at home. Dad will pick you up. And I got in my car and I went to work, um, thinking that we would all come home that night. And, um, I had a meeting downtown that afternoon and I went into the meeting and Toby went down for a nap. And when I came out of the meeting, my whole world changed because, um, I had a ton of Messages on my phone and people trying to call me, especially Dan. Um, and when I spoke with him, they said that he had taken him to the hospital um, and that he wasn't breathing. He went down for his nap, and um, the sitter had found him unresponsive. And by the time I made it to the hospital, um, they had already stopped working on him and touched. Oh my gosh. Died. Oh my gosh. And. Whew. So Toby was, um, 12 weeks and five days old when he died. And when they told us that it was most likely SIDS that had caused his death, it was very hard to accept because we, you know, thought we did everything that we possibly could Mm -hmm. as parents, um we did all the right things. We made sure that they were safe and, um, we just felt like we were good parents. So why would this happen to us? Mm. You know? And, um, it was just, uh, I don't know. It's just honestly very hard to even put into words what those first, um, weeks, months even felt like, because it was just, you just felt lost. Mm -hmm. And, um, we, you know, I always say when we talk about this, that we had Luke and, um, honestly, I feel like he was like our blessing for Mm -hmm. us because he was the reason that we had to get up every morning when we didn't Uh, want to get up out of bed. And when we were, you know, in the, the darkest, uh, places of our grief, we had to really remember that mm. Luke was there. And he, he was grieving too because yeah. he lost his brother and right. someone that just wasn't there anymore and was watching Dan and I, um, go through the hardest moments of our life and not really even knowing what, what we were doing, you know? Mm. So, um, that was sort of like the beginning of our story. And, you know, for Dan and I, it was really, you know, we, we wanted to find something that would help us. Like we, Mm -hmm. we felt like there should be something that could help us or some Mm -hmm. things. Um, and we, we searched and we looked and we Googled and we read and we called and it was just like, we didn't really feel like there was an answer for Mm -hmm. our pain, you know? And, and in saying that and, and looking back at that now, there is, there's, there's no words, there's no, Mm -hmm. you know, solace to any kind of, you know, reprieve from pain like that. Mm -hmm. But we just were, so angry that there was no support, mm. no help, you mm. know? And and for us, that's really that pain and that anger from that turned into something where it was, if it's not here and we need it, then others need it too, yeah. you know? Mm. And so that was really um, the voice, like, Dan and I to say, we need to start on this path, we need to do something. Um, and that's, that's really where, you know, the the concept of the foundation began. Yeah. Um, and I felt like that was where we decided as parents that we were going to continue forward by helping others and talking mm. about our grief and not being afraid to talk about it because yeah. that's you know um that's just something that i mean even over the last couple of years i feel when i when i look around sort of um our circle now oh of God. people and resources and organizations and um people like you guys who who give a voice to those of us that, you know, walk out of hospitals and doctors' offices and and places where we are given no answers and just expected to continue going as mm-hmm. the world does, while holding all of this that we have been given—the sadness, mm-hmm. the grief, mm-hmm. um, the loss, the emptiness—and and I look around and I see all of these people that are talking about it now. And I, and I listen to them for me. That is just, um, part of, it just keeps me going because I know that that we are helping others, you know, with with what we're doing Uh one voice at a time, one thing at
0: a time. Mm -hmm. Oh man. That is, (laughs) I just can't even imagine like, I yeah. Whew.
2: I'm so sorry. I'm s- yeah. I like that feels like an mm-hmm. empty, you know, offering for that, but I just there I mean there's nothing you can say or do to make mm-hmm. it yeah. bearable, Wait. but mm-hmm. but we're really sorry.
0: Yeah. We cool. had uh someone else on the podcast today and she had um an older sibling when her baby passed away and she kind of said the same thing like mm-hmm. I'm thankful that I had like the, he is the one who kept us moving, kept us Mm -hmm. going, kept us like getting up every day. And she said the same thing. If I w if we wouldn't have had him, we would have just slept all day. We would, it would have just been even that much more awful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have been hearing that a lot um, with people in similar situations, but um, do you feel like you guys had a good support system around you? I know you had said like, um, you know, now, especially even six years later, you still have your community around you, but in those first few days, few months, um, what did your support system look like as far as, um, people surrounding you with love?
1: We, we definitely did. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really strange because, Um, and, and I've heard other people talk about the beginning, those first days or weeks, you know, of their grief, very similarly. And I, um, I don't remember much about like Uh, mm. that time. Like I, I remember bits and pieces of it and it's, it's funny because it, it, it is that season for us right now, you know, so, um, there are things that I try to remember. I try to think about and um, I was sitting on our deck yesterday outside and, and it was really quiet and um, I was just sitting there and I was thinking to myself, like, I remember sitting here, you know, the, um, that morning after and I remember hearing, like, our front door continuously, like, opening and closing, Mm -hmm. but I was sitting there on the deck by myself, and it was just so quiet, but every time I went into the house, there were so many people there, but Mm -hmm. I just felt lost, like, in that Uh moment, like, I knew Mm -hmm. all those people were there for us, Mm -hmm. for Dan and I, um... And for Luke, and 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 that was that support, you know, was really something that mm-hmm. I think we can never really realize how much that helped us because right. all of those people—family, friends, neighbors, people mm-hmm. from church—like they took care of Luke and made sure that he was okay, so right. that Dan and I didn't have to, you know, think about that. Right, and. I remember, you know, going through the the funeral and just being exhausted and, mm-hmm. and not wanting to do that anymore, see mm-hmm. people anymore. It was just like, I, I just didn't, I didn't want to. And I was just, I was so sad and I was so mad that that's mm-hmm. where we were, you know? Right, right. Until mm-hmm. like at that point, you, um, you get stuck in this like time capsule and it's Uh like you're constantly like moving forward but thinking backwards you know what I mean you're in this place where it's like okay like here I am and five days ago he was still here and this is like what we would have been doing and everything like in our house was just a reminder of that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. bottles and diapers yeah. and oh my stuff. Gosh. you know like oh my gosh. where everywhere you went it was him because he was there and right. he was right. constant, you know yeah. and i remember a couple days like after the funeral um i was in the kitchen and i was just like i don't know i just like hit a point and my mom and my sister were both there and the only thing that I could think about was what do we do when all these people leave? Like, how do we, Mm. like, everyone is caring for us right now and and we needed that. And Mm. there was no, um, it wasn't that I wasn't grateful for all of that, but I was so scared. Like, how am I going to do this when everybody leaves? Mm. And then I'm just here in this house myself you know right. like or with Luke or in Dan and like
0: how do we how do I do that what right. do I do where do you yeah. go from here yeah yeah Absolutely.
1: and that was something that like really stuck with me is just that moment because it just felt so like empty mm. and it is like like that and it's not you know it that's sort of how that, that phase goes, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's, there's people and they're all there.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and then you get, you know, a couple weeks out a month out and they all go back to doing what Mm -hmm. they do on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. you know? And and that's the part that I feel is just, it's so hard and it brings so many different emotions because, you know, you know that they need to do that because mm-hmm. everyone just needs to continue on with their lives and they have things to do and families to take care of and jobs to be at. But in a, in a, you know, totally other way, you just want to like scream mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. what, do, like, what, what do we do? What mm-hmm. do we do? Where do we go? What, mm-hmm. how does this, how are we supposed to continue mm-hmm. with what we have just gone through? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, the, the support has always been there. Um, but I feel like the support has changed Mm -hmm. and it's sort of morphed with what we have gone through Mm -hmm. and how our lives have changed since Mm -hmm. that point, you know? And so, and I feel like that's an important part of grief too, Mm -hmm think about and recognize. And it's not easy. Um, it's, it's not easy to accept that people that were beside you Uh before that happened may not be beside you after. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I know Dan and I both, um, struggled with like Mm. a year into all of this because that's sort of when it was most visible to us but I will say that where the strength came for accepting that was looking at who was there and realizing that I never would have thought that This person or these people or this couple, whatever that is, would be the ones who held us and Mm. walked with us, you know, Mm. on this journey. And I feel like that is just something that's a life lesson that comes through grief and tragedy. Yeah. And, um, it's, it, I, it honestly is one of the hardest things that, that was the hardest for me coming mm-hmm. through that is just being able to accept that and know that I wasn't going to change how people felt or how mm-hmm. comfortable they were with being around us, mm-hmm. even right. if they didn't talk about it, right. or talking about it. And, um, I just feel like that's, that's something that we also hear a lot from other parents mm-hmm. is just, you know, you, you want to talk about it, but others sure. don't
0: mm-hmm. want to. Right. It. Yeah. Well, what were some things that you did that helped you in the midst of the grieving process? Is there anything specific like, um, you would do every day or things that you, that helped you or you and your husband would do? Yeah, I feel like, um, there's a
1: lot and there was a lot of like searching for what mm, was sure. what was the right thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like too, and you guys uh, you may be able to relate to this in, in the discussions that you've had, but um, another challenge was that Dan and I were both grieving, you know, mm-hmm. and we were both grieving the loss of our son um, as a mother and a father, but we both grieved differently. And the emotions that we went through did not sink, Mm -hmm. you know? So you, um, whether you're married or you have a partner or spouse, you know, uh, you're constantly the support for them and you want to make whatever their pain is Go away. You Mm -hmm. want to help them as Mm -hmm. best as you can, you know. But when you're both in this state of such brokenness Mm -hmm. and at different points of that, Mm -hmm. that is so genuinely hard. And I don't think that I was prepared for that because I feel like the first couple months, it was very similar um, for both of us. And it sort of seemed like peaks and valleys of like Mm. going through things. Um, But, you know, after that, it was, we were at different points in how we were grieving and what Mm. what emotions we were showing. And so I feel like that's where finding what was helpful for each of us was Mm. the part that, we needed to figure out for ourselves. And and that part, um, that took a while. Um, and I feel like that has also evolved as time has gone on for what, you know, what helps us. And so like for the very first couple months, um, I was reading anything and everything that I could get my hands on because I was just trying to find like, find my feelings in someone else's message sort yeah. of. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I was in therapy, um, and my therapist said, why don't you just start writing just in for, for me that that's been my background my entire mm-hmm. life. I've written mm-hmm. like, through high school. I love to write.
0: Mm-hmm. I went to
1: college. My degree was journalism. Like I, that's what I love to do. But, for someone for me to think like that's where I need to go mm-hmm. and like the space I need to be in for to find myself, mm-hmm. um i wasn't I wasn't thinking that. And um I was going through a lot of different emotions at that point, and I was having trouble just processing everything that had happened mm-hmm. that day. And she said to me, you know, Just when you get to that point and you get overwhelmed with everything like inside of you, Mm -hmm. just write, write it like it doesn't have to be like writing sentences, just write it out and then it's out of your head and it's on the page Mm -hmm. and you can decide with that book or piece of paper or wherever it goes, like if you want to revisit it again, that's there. And if you don't, you don't open it you know sure. and that has really stuck with me because i when i started to do that it it really did what she said it would do it mm-hmm. took some of that just fear mm-hmm. out of me and yeah. let me get to that really raw place of my sadness and my heartbreak and like Mm -hmm. where i was um and so that is something for me that was really specific and and helped me through this um i would also say that as we dan and i both have done um like grief workshops and um retreats and things like that Mm -hmm. and i find that the time that we spend doing little things like painting or just sitting outside not doing anything at all Mm -hmm. um, and just sort of being there is like the the things that I wouldn't have thought about or you know because I didn't do things like that before Mm -hmm. Um, but those things have have helped me too and they've helped sort of bring me back to where i am right now and Mm who who i am right now and the grief that i carry right now and so i just feel like that that's something that has helped us that has been given to us as a tool Mm -hmm. um, to help us and and something that we
0: find strength in and Mm -hmm. sort of an outlet for yeah Absolutely. I think that's great. And it actually goes into our thrive tip, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, what would you say to, um, someone who is experiencing something that you went through? Is there maybe like one or two things that, um, you would say to them?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, I would also, I would say keep going, Mm. um, Because that was like a big thing for me is like, I wanted to, I started to get, you know, I would, I would start to get moving and then I would feel like I just fell back down, you know, Mm. into this hole. And so that's, that's one thing Mm -hmm. is just keep going and know that, you know, you're going to have really hard days that feel like you can't go another step, right. but you can. Mm-hmm. And it, even if it's just, you're taking it hour by hour, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, and so I think, you know, that's something. Um, and I would also say um, to like, for, for being six years out, um, I still have those really, bad days like i had from the very very beginning i yeah. still have this there are days that i still sit on the floor and cry because it hurts so bad and i cannot get my head wrapped around the concept that he's gone and yeah. he will not be here and i will not do all those first things with him you know mm-hmm. yeah and so it's okay if that happens and you need to give yourself grace in those periods because mm. there's nothing wrong with that happening. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and there's nothing wrong with taking a break and allowing yourself just to do that, mm-hmm. whatever that is, True. whether it's you need time for yourself, you want to be with the people around you, and you don't want to do, you know, those day-to-day things that we always feel like we have to get done, and, you know, the laundry, and the dishes, and the cleaning, and the grocery shopping, and all of that, like, sometimes we just need to sit with whatever it is that we're dealing with, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that is... That goes beyond grief, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, I, and I feel like once we realize that and recognize that and acknowledge it for mm-hmm. ourselves, that mm-hmm. it's okay to do that, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but we, we can allow ourselves to move from that and be stronger mm-hmm. with that, you know, acknowledgement of
2: it. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. so good.
2: That's good. good. Um, where can people find you? Um, You can find us at the Little Fox
1: Foundation on social media and thelittlefoxfoundation.org is our website and we have a lot of information on there about our mission and what we do and um, upcoming events and things. We uh, do virtual events. We do uh, in-person events. We also, um, for our for the donation of our monitors, um, we do that through an application process, and that's all available on our website too. Okay. So um, if you know someone that is expecting or you yourself are expecting, um, please take a look at our website and uh, fill out an application. And um, I assure you we read each and every application that comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we uh, do our best to fill as many applications as we can. Um, And we, our fundraising and everything that we do, our events that we do, that money goes towards the purchase of the monitors that we donate. So Mm -hmm. um, that is where, you know, that's where our work is and that's our mission at this point. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can find us.
2: Okay. How can people donate if they want to donate?
1: There's, um, there's a donate page on our website as well. Um, you can donate there. Um, and you can also, uh, donate through our social media. Um, our Facebook page okay. has a donate place as well.
0: Okay. Perfect.
2: Well, thank you so much for what you do. Um, such a service, such a need in the world. Thank you for filling in the gap. Um, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So just thank you thank for, you for having sharing your story and just for, I mean, you're busy enough already. And then on top of that, you run this nonprofit have this foundation. And I just think that that's amazing and just um, filling in the gap where it wasn't filled for you. And that's just fills my heart. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that. Um, and like we said, our thrive tip this month is to write it out. Um, sometimes it can be really hard to process through our emotions and feelings, but writing them out can be one of the most helpful things you can do. And whenever I have a hard time working through something, my therapist always tells me to just start writing right without thinking. Don't even add any punctuation or worry about spelling. Just write. Um, it feels weird at first because I'm like, spell it right. Comma here, period there, exclamation point. Um, but eventually your brain will just, just – it starts to take over and you can begin to physically see what it is you're thinking and feeling on the page in front of you. So give it a shot. Um, start to write and see what happens. Write it out. Just trust us. Yep. Just try it. Um, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next week. Thank you. for joining us today on the Yet We Thrive podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and take a screenshot to share on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Yet We Thrive or at yetwethrive.com. If our podcast has impacted you at all, we would so appreciate if you would take a couple of moments to leave a review. These things will help us to share the word and keep on thriving until next time.